0: Rumor has it that last week they played something that was supposed to be a best of. I didn't know we had any best ofs.
1: They looked long and hard They <laughs> their something or other that was the quote-unquote best of.
0: We have a bunch of things planned we for do. tonight.
1: And uh, happy Easter weekend. Yes, I love Easter weekend because that means... It is officially spring. You can wear white. I, you know enough of this nonsense about waiting to Memorial Day. Go ahead, it, break up the white.
0: And I get to break up my summer black.
1: You do. Hey, you really do. People it, think I'm kidding, but you really do. <laughs> and for
0: for those who live on our block and they're wondering, yes, uh, ours is the house that has the illuminated bunny outside of it. The very large
1: illuminated Easter bunny. Yes, that I have secretly tied down, so don't go trying to mess with my bunny. Because you will get in a heap of trouble. This is a family show. I
0: don't know what... uh...
1: And pictures of the Easter trees are available for you to to look at and and laugh or love. It's completely up to you. And
0: this is the part of the show where we normally do, or as normal as we ever get, our uh, round robin with everybody. But we wanted to... uh, Single out one of the members of the crew tonight, Andrew Harris, our producer, who as of this week is now also... Lisa Dent's producer, congratulations, Woo-hoo! man! Thank you, thank yes. you. I am yes, amazing. Thank you.
1: Now you're going to get business cards with Andrew B. Harris on them.
2: I should. I yeah, really demand the should. B. That sounds responsible.
1: Demand the B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! That's thank that's you. huge, and and thank you for still doing our show too, on top of doing a Monday through Friday gig. <laughs> Would you
2: believe I demanded
0: it? That was on my list of
1: <laughs> nice. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> you,
0: you need to raise your standards, Andrew. Steve, uh, sh- sh- <laughs> Where's the fun in that?
1: Yeah. Why start now, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So so you spent the last week uh hanging out with Lisa and uh and getting used to the afternoon. What is your schedule now? Um
2: not
1: sleeping, booking. That's pretty much
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, uh in actuality, it's
1: it's 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 a lot of work and I've been having a lot of fun doing it. She goes through about ten guests a day, right?
2: Yeah, eight to ten, yeah.
1: Eight to ten guests a day. That's a lot of booking in the morning.
2: Yeah. I'm so glad I have Brian uh, yes. to you know uh, keep the training wheels on for a little bit.
1: <laughs> and Brian, of course, like you, loves music. Yes. So you guys integrate a lot of really fun music. I think that's why Lisa chose you because she's also a, a music lover. And and I, we heard her a couple of times go, ooh, what's that bomb Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> Did you were you responsible for that?" And I said to Steve, "That's another point for him. Boom,
2: boom." That was my favorite thing. Just just playing. Stuff that she wasn't ready to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, my favorite was uh, the other day uh, the Twister theme. One of you guys came up with the Twister theme yes, going into that was this Brian, yeah. conversation with the Storm Chaser guy, and yeah. that guy was giddy. And with
0: he, he loved the fact that he, yeah, yeah, he, he was using that to
3: Gerard Jabaley. he was. You got a
0: kick out
2: of that.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and that,
2: that was, cool. was crazy
0: too because his windshield got knocked out. Yeah. To-
2: Wow! That, yeah, with well, the last couple of days of these storms, it's all these uh, storm chasers one having a ball, but you know, the 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 aftermath of that is they live for that yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and speaking of the storms, oh, as we were coming back, we, we flew back in from Pasadena, and it was uh, interesting to say the least. We got to the point where the plane was actually about ready to to head to O'Hare, and all of a sudden the the pilot comes over and says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is uh, your captain speaking, and I, I hate to tell you this, but uh, uh, we're going to be an hour and uh, 28 minutes late because yeah. we now have been uh, told that we need to fly around the storms.
1: And what's the first thing and, I said there to you? that was a
0: plural, not just storm, the storms. Storm. Oh.
1: And I said to Steve, I hope we have enough gas. And he said, honey, I don't think we're going to fly around without enough gas. And if you were on flight 1770 from Vegas, because that's where we connected out of Pasadena, the woman that was praying loudly for the entire plane, 142 people, that was me, in the second row, loudly. It was so quiet in that plane, you could hear a pin drop, except for me muttering.
0: Except for when we finally did land at O'Hare. yes. And one of the flight attendants said,
1: literally,
2: we made it. Oh, that's 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 not good. That's not,
1: and it was and in a tiny, tiny little voice. It was like, Phew, we made it.
0: And, and right after that, a woman in the back of the plane. Now we we've landed at O'Hare. We're taxiing, and a woman in the back of the plane gets up. Yeah, the flight attendant was not having it. I mean, she got on the plane. She said, "Lady, sit down, or we will stop this plane now." now.
1: Don't you know though? She was editing herself because oh, she yeah. said. Lady
0: You could hear a lot of bleep bleep yeah. bleep, bleep bleep bleeps she in said, her
1: and the people on this plane are not gonna be happy if we stop this plane. Flying these days is, is is challenging. It really it's a character builder. It really is. And well, we but, had a wonderful time in Pasadena, so Oh
0: Pasadena was terrific. But I had a a flying revelation. Mm-hmm. So we flew from Pasadena to Las Vegas. Now, you would think a few people come into Las Vegas. It's kind of a big deal, major yeah. airport. OK. Ter-
1: the terminal we were in was the Chicago New York terminal. Yeah.
0: So Las Vegas, Chicago, New York. Now this is I'm hitting the "Too Much Information" button, but I head to the restroom. I have never, in any airport in the world, gone into a restroom with one urinal and one, one stall lost
1: bleeping vegas i'm sorry the hell i guess they figure everybody just holds it because you, you it's more time to work the slots if you don't waste your time well, well, in the restroom maybe that's it they spent all their money on slot <laughs> machines no, that was a revelation. You came out shaking your head and go, oh, it was really filthy. You go, no, that wasn't the problem. Yeah, it was. Um, but we had such a great time. It's been a wonderful week because we also celebrated our 39th anniversary. We did. Our Jack Benny anniversary. But in our case, it was real. It's not like.
0: So, so and to those of you who've been asking, because there was a, a picture that uh, we posted on Facebook this week of an interview I did with Charlie Rich back Mm -hmm. in 1974, and I'm sitting there smoking. And somebody said,
2: oh, "Oh, that's a dirty habit. So this
0: is also the 39 years and two-week anniversary of when we both quit smoking.
1: Right. Because every once you quit smoking two weeks before your, your wedding, when you're going to have 200 people <laughs> who are all smoking, because they're all radio people. So they're all standing and smoking in your face, and you're going, oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm not going to make it. And then I started sniffing people. Remember, I walk around going, let me smell you. Oh, because two weeks is really, oh, no. it, it's soon to you know to, to kick the habit. But we both did it, and so successfully, 39 years and two weeks later, here we are. And I wish I had a cigarette. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we get back, two of our favorite human beings from one of the best blues bands on the planet, the Cashbox Kings, will be joining us. So stick around at WGN. Just hearing that makes me smile. Put your hand on the radio. Everybody say amen. Amen. That is Oscar's Motel. I want to go to Oscar's Motel. I
1: you. Yes. And
0: in the studio with us are... uh, Two of the guys making that incredible music from one of the world's best blues bands. Yes,
1: and they are Joe Nosek, and the voice you hear is the one and only Oscar Wilson. Oscar, you're sounding good on that. Thank you. Real good. Thank you very much. And, and let's, you know what, I'm smiling because after listening to the CD over and over this week, I just smile when I listen to it. And oh, I'm, yeah. Can I just say at the top, thank you for doing a feel-good piece of music i mean the the whole cd from the beginning to the end i told you it is april and i'm walking around singing a christmas tune because you end it with a christmas (laughs) tune right (laughs) what was the story behind ending with a a christmas tune
4: well it had to go somewhere in the record and it's probably made sense it's kind of the bonus cut at the end that uh even though we're releasing it in uh, march uh by the time you get to November, I you, love you're it. on the last track, sure. and it's Christmas time. Yeah, you need yeah. a and good, they start all over. We
1: need a good blues <laughs> Christmas tune too. Uh, Joe, of course, a harmonica guy, um, the one and only harmonica guy, and you do vocals too on the CD, right?
4: A few. A few. I know my place <laughs> in this band. I'm not the <laughs> primary vocalist. I well, leave that job up to Oscar. But you know, I, I got to get
0: got to get my voice out there a little bit. Yeah. And the Oscar, the, like me, you come from the South Side, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, what were your what were your early influences?
2: Uh, well, Lightning Hopkins is my favorite uh, blues musician, and that's because of my mother mm-hmm. and my father was a blues musician, uh, whom he passed away two months before I was born, and my mother and they say my father played on that style. So mm. she didn't have any recordings of him, but I could tell when she was thinking about him, it would always be a day of lightning in Hopkins. Uh-huh. Okay. And I heard a lot of him, and I just dug it, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that as you grew up, there were a lot of blues jams around your house. Yeah. Was there ever anything that you thought about doing other than singing the blues?
2: Uh, this is the last thing uh this was an accident <laughs> uh i mean i have uh just uh one of my brother-in-laws uh robert peterson what's they called him bass man pete he played with johnny b moore and he played with melvin taylor slacks man mm-hmm. shirley johnson a few people and uh they would come up with a song. I was working for Chicago Housing Authority, senior uh, uh, senior complex. I was the maintenance mechanic, mm-hmm. and uh, they would come up with a song, a new song or something, and they would say, "Oscar, come to the joint tonight and sing this song for me," you know. <laughs> and I used to look at them, and uh, it didn't seem too profitable to me. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. The guys would be a couple of men call their names always bumming cigarettes. <laughs> you know, and hungry all the time and, uh-huh. and I'm like and they were really one of the top people back then. Yeah, yeah. I, but my my dream was to be a um a, a band instructor. Oh you know, when I was in um, high school, I played jazz trombone. I played all-city jazz trombone, all-city concert baritone uh, for Tilden Tech Band. Mm -hmm. And I had an instructor named Isaac Lee McKay. And uh, I picked up on the stuff so fast. You know, I went from beginner's band to intermediate band in two weeks. Uh, A couple of weeks intermediate band. My sophomore year, I was in concert band Hmm. on baritone. And all the other brass instruments, I just picked them up and started playing them. Wow. And uh, for uh, the jazz band, I wasn't in it. Uh, They said, Oscar, I need a fourth trombone. And honestly, I just wanted a uniform because I was a (laughs) little fat boy. And girls like uniforms. I couldn't play ball. You know, the stereotype sucks because... I actually couldn't play. Nothing. Mm. Yeah. And my brothers were like legends. Mm. One was a boxing legend. Oh. And uh, one played at Tilden. He was on the basketball team, football team, baseball team. He got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, that's mm-hmm. tough. And uh, my other brother was a basketball player. He was back then a junior globe trotter, And this cat was amazing, but the streets caught him. Mm. Oh. You know. But Mr. McKay... He could play drums, xylophone. Mm -hmm. He would just go all around. And that impressed me.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And I would be like, "Uh, well, we ain't got no bell player. I play it. (laughs) Play the bells? Yeah, on that song, I was telling Joe I could play the jingle bells. And, you know, no, Oscar, that. (laughs) But I'm telling you. I could play the jingle bells. I could play the triangle. I can play the bass drum a little snap. But wait, wait. Did you ever get the uniform? Yes. All right. <laughs> and I got the girls. Yeah,
4: well, that was the big question that enabled in, in, in you to get the girls. No, yeah. yeah. you know
2: what happened, though? Really, this is the true fact. From my sophomore year to my junior year, all summer, I stayed rolled up in a ball because I was five foot seven. Mm hmm. And uh, when my buddy come to get me about the end of summer, said, man, come on outside, man. Uh, you know, and I said, no, nah, man, I won't go outside. When I got up to change my clothes, and I said, Mama, my clothes too big oh. and they too short. And she said, what? And I had slimmed up. Oh, without said, go I in there trying. and try on some of Junior's clothes, which my brother was in the Army. Uh-huh. Then and he had tailor-made clothes and stuff, you know, alligator shoes and Ooh. lizard shoes. And when I went to back to school, I met I met the girl of my life
3: uh-huh. that
2: same night. I went out, uh-huh. and yeah, my I love that. And and but I'm telling you, and when I got to school, the girls took notice. It's like, mm. hmm, <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> We were poor, you know, but yeah. my brother had started working for, he went to, got drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he left, he was 6'3". Oh, my god! And he left for all these nice clothes. Yeah. And yeah. you were the youngest
1: of nine, right? Yeah, I was the youngest. So there's a whole mess of kids in that house. Yes, wow. yes.
2: it would have been more, if my daddy wouldn't have passed away. Yeah. I'm quite sure of it. Yeah. Okay,
0: on your next album, you have to wear that uniform on the cover <laughs> of the next album.
2: Man, if I could, look here, I wanted to be an... I, I had scholarships to go to Grambling, uh Jackson State Florida State but my mother wasn't educated and she didn't understand all she knew is she didn't have no money
1: yeah, for me yeah. to
2: go anywhere and I came home one day I was going to DeVry to be a TV repairman and that's it mm-hmm. no talk back mm-hmm. you know and interesting but so- I wanted to be a band instructor school teacher and i got a cousin right now in detroit he's a band instructor and he plays jazz horn he was like man i i wish i was doing what you're doing i said man i wanted to do what you (laughs) do Oh, that's sweet yeah
0: well Uh, we're going to segue over to joe joe when you uh started when did you realize that the blues is where you wanted to spend your life
4: you know, I came, I didn't have the luxury of having Elmore James and <laughs> Junior Wells play house parties at, on Friday nights in my living room, so I came through it a little different direction, Listened to my dad's Stones records, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. seven or eight years old, and I really dug them, and I'd look at the album credits, you know, Jagger Richard, Jagger Richards, Jagger Richards, and then it'd say McKinley-Morganfield, mm-hmm. Chester Burnett, and I thought, who's Chester Burnett? That's not Mick and Keith. Who's McKinley-Morganfield? Couldn't Google it back then. I'm dating myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I went down the public library and I found out, well, McKinley Morganfield's Muddy Waters and Chester Burnett's The Howlin' Wolf. Who are these guys? And I checked out their records. And as much as I like the Stones, when I got back to the original source, that was pretty Mm -hmm. much it. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the next Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, or Neil Young. I had my guitar and my harmonica on the rack and Uh do all that. But once I heard Little Walter play harmonica, I said, forget it. This yep. is it. It it hit me hard, and uh, I said I got to learn what these guys are doing. And you know, a few years after that, my teens, I started sneaking into blues clubs around Chicago and down in Oscar's neighborhood on the west side. And I I got to see some of the originators that were still around back then. Hmm. You know, James Cotton, Junior Wells, Jimmy Rogers, the Myers brothers, oh yeah, Robert Lockwood, Willie Dixon, you name them, Otis Rush, Buddy Guy, mm-hmm. and that was. Seeing that music live was kind of a spiritual experience. And, and you're it, just soaking it all up. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, man, someday maybe they'd let me get up on stage with them. Uh-huh. But little did I know, you know, yeah. 30 years later, I, I'm playing around the world with, you know, guys like Oscar making, still trying to keep that music alive.
1: Yeah. So. And we're talking about the real thing. We're talking oh, yeah. about blues that you would have heard back in the clubs back in the day. Back in the, well, you weren't around in the 40s and 50s. But yeah, it's, it, it's, um, the real thing. But a guy said it to you the other night on stage. He wanted to play with you guys because he said you're bringing back the music like it used to be.
0: And, and that's one of the things I love about the Cashbox Kings. You're not lampooning the music. Mm-hmm. This is... The real thing. If you walked into a club on the south side of Chicago in the 50s, this is what you would have heard. More with the Cashbox Kings. We'll take a short break. News is next in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Down on the south side. We are talking with uh, two of the main members with the Cashbox Kings. Their new album is extraordinary. It's called Oscar's Motel. And I have to share with you that I love this cut for a lot of reasons. One of them being that I grew up on the south side. And Oscar, you will appreciate this. We have a mixed marriage, south side guy, north side girl. But I have now converted her to being a Sox fan.
1: (laughs) Go
4: yeah, Sox! Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> nice
2: work. <laughs> Sox? Thanks, yes. To the, thanks to the pandemic, we watched 155 games. You know, I lived exactly one mile straight down from White Sox Park. Oh, my Five God. One mile. I lived on 43rd and Wells, White Sox Park, 35th and Wells. Yeah. Sox, yep. Straight down. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well,
1: with us in the studios, Oscar Wilson, and that's Oscar singing lead there, and Joe Nosick of uh, the Cashbox Kings.
0: And I'm, I'm turning on the blatant plug light for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new album is Oscar's Motel. Available where? Easiest way is go to
4: CashboxKings dot com, and that you'll land right on the Oscar's Motel page. It, it's on. Uh, you can also find it through Alligator Records, on all your major streaming sites. Yeah. Although we get point zero zero one cent per stream, so. As musicians, we always love it when people buy physical product.
1: And you're on vinyl. We yes. are on it vinyl. Vinyl you. is back. It, and it's vinyl. yellow vinyl.
4: Yellow vinyl. The first vi- yellow vinyl album I've ever owned. And and it's perfect because as, as you pr- you've... In in people probably know that vinyl outsold CDs for the first yes. time since 1985. See? I think it was.
1: Hang on, we hung onto those bell bottoms. They're back in style. Yep, you know, and now oh boy, vinyl is back.
0: Well, we got to have you guys over to our house sometime because I still have a room. A, a room. With a, a wall of... Florida ceiling. A uh, Florida ceiling wall of vinyl albums. Wow. Yeah. And they ain't going no place.
1: Alphabetized, too. God of bless course. him. He doesn't know where his socks are, but he knows where that album is. I have is. my priorities.
2: priorities. right. So yeah, man after well. my own heart. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, when I moved to Janesville, and I had cancer, where I lost my house mm-hmm. in Janesville, and I lost one in Chicago, uh, took him a long time to get my papers and business straight. But anyway, I had a garage and the whole wall was full LPs, 78s, forty oh, five. Wow. Uh, from way back to, you know, as far as I can remember. I bet you mm-hmm. had some stuff your mama played. Oh. Yeah. I had, um, you know, all those muddy waters and howling wolves mm-hmm. on the seventy eight. You know, them flying discs. Yeah, (laughs) the crack if you... (laughs) Okay, pop
0: quiz. What was the first record you bought? We'll start with Oscar. That you
2: paid for. Okay, my first... No, uh, it was was a record by the Brothers of Soul called uh, The uh, The Love I Found. Hmm. It was a 45. Okay, Mm -hmm.
0: A, a 45. Yeah. I will make note of that. Joe, the first record... You bought. This was used many years after it was released, but I
4: believe it was "Are You Experienced" by Jimi Hendrix.
1: Oh, okay, that's good.
4: How
0: about you? Mine
1: was lame. Uh, <laughs> Crystal blue persuasion. <laughs>
0: oh, cool. Oh. James
2: and Yeah. As,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, my first, and I still have it. Roll over Beethoven, on seventy eight. Thank you very nice. much. Yeah. What's the uh, flip side? Is uh, flip side was uh, d- was it Downbound Train? No. Uh, oh, what was the flip side? Oh, that's awful. I should know that.
1: Yes, you should. You I should. I'm gonna times. slap
0: myself on <laughs> the in the you forehead. You think
2: it's Maybelline, Oscar? <laughs> nah,
0: that, no, it's probably no. its own. That no, was its own release. Maybelline was a separate release. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But it was on the flip side of another one, though. I can I can't. It might have been Wee Wee Hours. Well, that that sounds well, I, about right. I just seen it the other day too. They was talking about <laughs> it. Uh,
0: but as long as the blatant plug is uh, lightest on, right? Uh, you guys are going to be appearing uh, in the not too distant future. Where
1: they got a great rundown. Can I just step in here and say they're going to be at the Valpo Opera House, Valparaiso Opera House, and you said that's a really cool place, a beautiful, too. great
0: venue, beautiful place. Yeah, space.
1: and that's next weekend, April fifteenth, and you're going to be with Little Ed. That double shop.
4: bill. Alligator Records double bill with their nice. bloody little head.
1: Yeah. And then the very next day, you're going to be working on the 16th at our favorite place locally, and that would be at Space in Evanston, celebrating its 15th year.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Wonderful space.
1: What did we do before there <coughs> was a Space in Spa- Evanston? And
0: for those of you who had never been to Space in Evanston, it is what we call, it, it is one of the best listening, listening rooms room. yes. on yeah. the planet. In fact, that's where we first saw you guys, and the first time we interviewed you, and that that's video right. interview is still up on the mm-hmm. Stephen Johnny uh, that's right. YouTube page. That was oh, five years ago. And I'm going to segue a little bit, because speaking of Space in Evanston, this coming Wednesday,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our friends uh, Jim Peterick and the Ides of March are going to be uh, doing an evening at Space in Evanston yeah, this coming yeah. Wednesday.
1: You should just um, follow everything that's happening at Space in Evanston. This
2: guy's, this guy's kinfolk is in the eyes of... Yeah, my dad's way? second cousin... Really? Who, Who I is Chucky? Chucky
4: Somar? Oh, my God? Chuck Somar! No, yeah. yeah, we've we love known Chuck. him forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. somehow related because my dad's all. He's, they're all Berwin. They're Bohemians That's from right.
1: Berwin. <laughs> Berwin, Berwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll give you the rundown again, but you can follow these guys because they're going to be everywhere. And if you're up in Canada, they're even coming your way. But stay with us here on WGN. I
0: would love to play all of that, <laughs> but if I did, we wouldn't have a chance to talk with our guests in the studio from the Cashbox Kings. We have Oscar Wilson and Joe Nocic and Oscar. Who are you not standing on that on that track? Who is that?
2: Dietra Fah. Yes, Dietra. Dietra Fah. D e i t r a f a i r a Dietra But I'm going to give it away. Punchline is they actually do love each other. They just got this love hate relationship. But before we get into that, on that last song i gotta tell you all of those characters were real on the south side yeah, on the south oh, yeah i have side. no doubt all oh. yeah.
0: real the, people it, yeah. and that that's one of the things that i love about that uh, the track uh that we played in the last segment down on the south side i i literally as that track is playing i'm seeing that club mm-hmm. i'm walking through that club i'm seeing these people
1: yeah <laughs> well as we first played, I can't stand you. <laughs> I thought I got to know this Ditra woman. I can't believe I've been in Chicago all my life and I've never
2: we got get her with Ditra. Yes, She's one gutsy gal. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you know she's finally got uh, nominated for female blues artist, but at the BMAs, and she was saying she never got really got her due here in Chicago. Oh. She had did most of her stuff overseas. And now that she's retired, interesting. And uh, they give you know her yeah. some uh, prop, you know. Oh, well, good, I, Joe.
1: Writing that song, that whole idea, because that's you talking, and she's mm-hmm. talking to you. And was that really a telephone conversation that you? I mean, how did you do that? It was a
4: little unique editing, mm-hmm. but I, that's how I envisioned it when we wrote it. You know, they had this this beef going on. It was a very, all in jest and good <laughs> yeah. natured, but. It kind of started a subculture on uh, on Facebook. <laughs> and then people come up to Oscar and say, man, Oscar, that Dietrich Farr, if I ever see her, I'm I'm going to give her a piece of mine. Oscar <laughs> said, no, 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 <laughs> no you no. don't get it. And, and it kind of took on a life of its own. And I said, you know, there's a song here, which is usually how we end up writing songs. Mm-hmm. I, I say, Oscar, there's a song here. And this was the first song that we ever wrote on Zoom mm-hmm. because we wrote a lot of this material during a pandemic right. where we mm-hmm. couldn't. We weren't playing gigs live, and we weren't getting together. You know, we were just staying at home. So we would pick up a couple of guitars and get on Zoom. And uh, I said, you know, this is one of the songs I want to work on. So I kind of came up with the melody and the structure and the chorus. But I said, you guys have to write the verses. And I, I should have recorded the Zoom sessions with these two going at it, because it was it's even funnier than the song, actually, <laughs> see these two on Zoom going at it. <laughs> and then when we got in the studio to do it, I mean, it was just like... Natural and and if you get this record, Oscars Motel, you'll hear a it kind of extended, yeah. uh, spontaneous riff between the two of them at the end, going back and forth. I before. love that. That that was one take, absolutely spontaneous. You know, and I said, I want you guys that we're gonna we're gonna you know ride it out a little bit at mm-hmm. the end. Just go at it, and they did that. And even to the part, spoiler alert here, they finally say, you know, they bury the hatchet at the end and say, yeah. I love you. Yeah,
0: that was all that we just boom came up in the studio what well, you talk about it being one take i want to hold you on that for the second the album has what i look for and what i love in an album it sounds like it was recorded live mm-hmm. so give us a little bit of the end. i know you worked with our friend alex hall and yeah absolutely uh, uh, so tell us about the recording process
4: i mean alex is uh he's a wonderful musician engineer and human being and we get uh together in uh, in the studio high style studios reliable recorder and uh we get in one room and have all our amps right there we're all looking at each other and mm. that's how we make these albums um live in the studio because we feel that's really where you get the that energy and that yeah. you know you really feed off each other so that's how this was recorded now we did the the, the vocals for that song I will fully admit we had to re- we do mm-hmm. in, in, in a, a space that didn't require Dieter to go up three floors cuz it's steep <laughs> mm-hmm. but but we had them doing the, the vocals back and forth and that at the end of it uh that's all spontaneous yeah. live but that's how we
0: record live in the studio in the moment i, I love it because it, it goes back to the the origin of recordings which is just that you turn on the microphone you play and you capture what just happened and as much as Les Paul was a dear friend of ours, and he was the man who invented, along with uh, uh, pioneering the electric guitar, he invented basically multi-track mm-hmm. recording. And I appreciate all that, mm-hmm. but I love the freshness, just the the air of a live recording.
2: You know, Warts and all. You know, Steve, uh, it's like I, I tell I tell people all the time is with me, I'm not a verbatim guy. You know, uh, uh, Pop Pete really brought this to me. One time I was trying to steal some of his guitar licks. Mm-hmm. He taught Lil' Milton how to play down in Leland, Leland Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Robert Peterson's father. And he would be sitting there playing. And I'd be like, uh, Pop Pete, you didn't play it that way the last time. he say, I didn't feel that way the last mm-hmm. time. He'd say, you know, and I know when I start to singing." All the time I don't feel the same way all the time, so mm-hmm. I can't do it the uh you know verbatim and and when uh we would sit out on the porch, you know and blues is not uh to me it's it's not a program you can have your list but some oh, i'm sorry sometimes your list your what you call it the Set list. The set mm-hmm. list, Sometimes things just can't go that way. Right, right. You got to deviate. Because you'll lose your audience. Yep. And then, you know, you got to come up with something to bring them back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's how I operate. You know, I operate straight on out of here, out of, out of my feelings, my heart, my gut. hmm You know, and it tells me when it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to stay on track, done and Joe, but, you know, sometimes... <laughs> you right, you
0: go with the feeling, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know, we record. He, you know, he'll, he'll make
2: approach. the list, you know. Okay, I try. Yeah. Sometimes I have to leave it. Uh,
0: that we've talked around a whole lot of things, but I have to bring it back. And, and again, people can go to our YouTube page and they can see an interview that we did with the Cashbox Kings mm-hmm. at Space in Evanston several years ago but I want to come back to this how did you two meet how did you two get together
4: we had a the original guitar player we started out in about 2001 just a bunch of young kids who wanted to play this this old style of music mm-hmm. and uh the original guitar player had a, a blues jam at a VFW hall in Janesville, Wisconsin, of all places. That Oscar had moved up there after his wife passed away, and wanted to raise his his two daughters up there, and get out of the way, some of the problems that were in his neighborhood down on the south side. And uh, they hit it off. And uh, the, my guitar player asked, "Hey, Oscar, what would you like to do?" He said, "I want to play Buddy Guy's." And uh, and my guitar player said, well, I can make that happen. We're playing there in two weeks." so he called me up and said all right i got someone's gonna sing with us at buddy guys and i said well wait a second who is this that trust me mm-hmm. and and sure enough oscar walked in that night i think he was wearing an orange suit <laughs> one of the only people i've ever seen could pull off orange <laughs> and uh he got up there and i think he you know we had never rehearsed just figured out what we we're gonna do i think we did a muddy waters tune and a bb B. king tune i don't know and it
2: was uh, tangerine
4: <laughs> ta- i'm sorry i stand corrected tangerine colored suit <laughs> But between his singing, his his showmanship, and his uh, tangerine-colored suit, he got three standing ovations. And I said, you know, I think we can make a place for this guy in this band. Yeah.
1: Now, Oscar, uh, you were in your fifties at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this was a life-changing moment for you too when you got up there.
2: Well, it was because I I brought my daughters up for a better life. You? What did they do? They graduated from high school, and they guess where they went. Back to Chicago. Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I was just bored and went up to the VFW. And it was, I, I, I still believe in divine intervention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because out of all the people in the place, I sit at a table. Travis came over to my table and said, I'm Travis Koopman of the Cashbox Kings. This is half my jam and half Take the 008 band, you know. And I said, Well, I sing a little and play a little harmonica. And he said, Well, you want to come up? I said, Sure. We slayed yeah. the joint yeah and the next week again then he's what do you want to do i said i'd like to play buddy god that's when he went mm-hmm. wow and, and that's why i met joe and um uh, kenny smith kenny Smell, uh chris bolger chris bolger mm-hmm. the Ritz, the
0: Ritz. and i think the first time we saw you guys the first time we met you uh you had our friend joel patterson correct in the yeah. band mm-hmm. yeah yeah
4: Yes, yeah, so right around that time when Oscar joined this original guitar player moved down to the Caribbean and I think that's when Joel joined the band. That's how you Joel and Oscar connected and uh he was part of the band for a number of years but
1: joe your goal was as a young guy was to be a young guy doing this real blues music not rock and roll not the stones doing bluesy tunes you wanted to do the real thing
4: yeah i wanted to keep this music going and and pay tribute to you know the originators and the Mm. the the, the guys i got to see some of them still while while i was young he uh,
2: does the stones though He does. To I can
4: pull off Mick Jagger when I need to <laughs> yeah, but it's, to like me him. it's really I have the same idols that Keith and Mick do so yeah. that was the whole point yeah. point. and and uh, you know Kenny B.D.I. Smith whose father was Willie Big Eye Smith probably the greatest blues drummer mm-hmm. of all time Muddy Waters drummer for many many years Kenny was born in Muddy Waters basement and when I approached him about starting this band we're the same age and he said you know I'm in because I. This is the music that I love, but the only time I get to play it with it is with my dad and his friends, and they're all seventy, eighty, ninety years old. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the the band. That started. is
1: a cool story. Gosh, Cashbox Kings again. You can see them next weekend. For those of you in Indiana, go to the Valpo Opera House in Valparaiso. They're going to be with Little Ed. It's a double bill on Saturday the 15th. But on Sunday, make it over to Space in Evanston. Seven o'clock is showtime for the Cashbox Kings. And while you're there, you can get your copy of Oscar's Motel right there. In in the joint.
4: Can I get a quick uh, little shout out to Berwin too? Berwin. Because yeah. we'll be in Berwyn at one of my favorite places, yes. Fitzgerald's, yes. which is a great room. And we're gonna be there. That that's for all you people in the western burbs, the south. Right. Out in the, the near west side and that
0: uh
1: April twenty second. April
0: twenty second.
1: Saturday
4: yeah.
0: night. Come on awesome. down to Fitzgerald's. More coming up. Stay with us on WGN. Cashbox Kings from their new album, Oscars Motel. She dropped the axe on me, and I will get into a little bit of guitar minutia because I love this song, not only because the song is so cool, but when I heard the opening riff, and guitar players, okay, this really is Guitar minutiae. That riff is from the flip side of Link Ray's Rumble, a song called The Swag, originally released on Cadence Records. And man, I love that jam. Steve, you get
4: bonus points for that. And I also enjoyed your air guitar playing uh, <laughs> on the bump on that one. It was, so loved it. Who,
1: who's singing lead on that That's one?
4: That's me. That is me. That's, That's one awesome. of my. And that's, uh, you know, we're a blues band first and foremost, but we also delve into what we call bluesabilly. Mm-hmm. And you go back far enough, and there's a, a lot of blurring of lines, musical lines. Uh, oh, yeah. You go down to Memphis, and, you know, it's when you take those Sun Record sides that are not quite blues or not quite country. Yeah. And a lot of mm-hmm. those white rockabilly musicians uh, like charlie feathers and yeah. and uh carl but- perkins yep. and uh
1: our buddy hayden thompson hayden thompson yeah. absolutely yeah.
4: paul burleson those those cats you know they yeah. they listen to blues no doubt about it and uh felt that music
0: somebody needs to do a book on the chess Sun connection yeah Back in the early days of blues and rock and roll, man, just traveling between here and Memphis, there was so much good stuff. Let me ask you, you, you kind of touched on this, uh, but I have to go back to it. Who was your first really cool concert experience? And I'll start this one off. I was actually in my first job in radio, WJOB and Hammond back around 1966, and along with uh, a dear friend, Jan Gabriel, who was the guy that did the Sunday Sunday at U.S. 30 Drag Strip commercials. (laughs) (laughs) We went to a club that was, I believe, co-owned by Purvis Spann and E. Rodney Jones. I want to say it was around 47th Street, and it was Jimmy Reed and John Lee Hooker.
1: Whoa. I got goosebumps.
0: And that wow. night after the show, for, for whatever reason, Jimmy and his family needed a ride home. And Jimmy uh, wound up going in, in somebody else's car, and I wound up uh, driving Mama, Mama Reed, Reed and, uh, and uh, Jimmy Reed Jr. home. And we developed a wonderful friendship. Wow. I mean, that was the coolest early concert experience I can recall. Easily. Wow. But uh, how, about, how about for you guys? Uh,
1: Oscar?
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy.
0: <laughs>
2: My first uh, concert experience was right in Grant Park. Uh, I think it was 67 when Slab was supposed to come. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> and it ended up being a ride. <laughs> yep. And yep. I have a phobia about free concerts now. Yeah. Because Understood. it just got out, and all I was trying to do was get, get out of, out of, of that there. park. Yep. Yeah, you know, because he
1: didn't show, and the crowd just went yeah, they, they crazy. just
2: went nuts. Uh, thinking yeah. who was I'm trying to think? Was it Fog Fat or Bad Something Company or something was on first? Was on first, yeah. you know, and then uh, but the crowd they were there for Sly, right? And the hearse trucks, trucks, started trucks, coming in with the mm-hmm. stuff, but no Sly. Yeah, you know, and West they just legendary. went bananas. I said, Lord, I just want to go home. <laughs> I hear you. And I stay away from you know, unless I'm playing in them. I don't like free yeah. concerts. Mm-hmm. Now. But, Joe, you've talked about going to Blues Fest
1: and then th- yeah. a- as a, a, a fan, and then thinking someday, wow, I could be up there on the stage. And you did.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember the first time playing at Buddy Guys when someone grabbed me by the shoulder in the middle of our set, and I looked. To my left, and there's Buddy Guy right in my face. Yeah, and he just takes a microphone and starts singing. I thought, man, somebody
0: pinched me.
1: Yeah, really? How cool yeah. was that? Uh,
0: just, uh,
1: oh, oh man.
0: <laughs> uh, you, you guys have, have toured around the country. You've toured overseas. Uh, what, other than we've talked about some of your upcoming gigs, what's in the future? What are you looking forward to?
4: We want to get on the road and and bring you know. As much as we we are very proud of this record, I think anyone who knows blues music like th- the two of you do, there's nothing like seeing it live, mm-hmm. yeah. experiencing it live. So I think Oscar, he's rearing to go. He's got a list of <laughs> countries uh, size my right arm. He wants to to and get isn't to. Isn't it still. cool
1: that over in Europe they love our yeah.
2: blues? They're hardcore oh. blues. Oh, they love us over there. Yeah. And, yeah. You know what? <clears throat> See, the difference is I don't have a day job. Mm. And, you know, I went through some things with uh, cancer and all of that. And I'm clear, free, and I'm ready to go. Yes. Pandemic slowed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, again, it was a blessing because we got a chance to write all of this. Yeah. You know, so now I'm just ready to go and things is moving (laughs) slow. I and sometimes I get on Joe nerves about that. but <laughs> It's picking up, man. We're crawling out of this, you know, we're it's, crawling it's, out of this pandemic. It's just you're, me. You're I spend a roll. lot of time at home. Yeah, you I know, you. you got a
1: lot of reason to celebrate, too.
0: I was yeah. just thinking, in a couple of weeks, we're taking the show on the road. We're going down to uh, uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. We have to get you guys oh, yes. in the Florida Gulf Coast. There's a bunch of clubs down there you yes. would love to play. We're
4: working on a – we got a uh, – we're in conversations with some festivals Good. down there, so we would, hopefully we'll play down for you right down in Florida in, <laughs> in the next year. That's, and, let's make that a goal. And
1: in the panhandle, it's more like the south. You it, know, yeah. My, it's my not, wife's from
4: Florida. The further north you go in Florida, yeah. the, the more yep. south you get. When you go exactly
1: eat, right. When you go huh? out to eat, you get, yeah, Oscar, mm-hmm. in our part of Florida, you go out to eat, you get a meat and three. You get sweet iced tea. You don't get unsweetened iced tea. It's the south in our part of Florida.
0: Basically, northern Florida is southern Southern Alabama. Alabama. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And it's all about... It's hardcore South, so you got to come that way. They would love you guys. But meantime, you guys are going to be at the Valparaiso Opera House next weekend, April 15th, with Little Ed. And then on Sunday at Space in Evanston, April 16th at 7 o'clock. Then Kettle Moraine Blues Fest at 7.30 on April 21st. And on the 22nd at Fitzgerald's, another wonderful place. We're so happy to have them in Berwyn. And again... (laughs) Record release party, whenever you come out, you can get your hands on Oscar's Motel. Yeah. You can get your hands on Oscar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: He might get his hands on you if
0: you don't look oh,
1: out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and May 13th, they're going to be I should roses. have recorded
0: your reaction to that, Oscar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that smile.
0: No,
2: it, it's true. It, it, it's true. It's just that... Uh, well, you got a lot to be happy about. Yeah, yeah. I do, but... You know, I love what I do. Yes. You know, I don't want to sound cliche. It's like oh, I love my job, but I love my job.
0: Well, you know. we're we're only going to let you guys go if you promise you're going to come back. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thank Absolutely. you so much for
1: it's been such a thrill for us. And you know, thanks to to Bruce Egglauer for what he does at Alligator Records. Yeah. God bless yeah. him. This Absolutely. is your third CD with them, and you really get your head. You get to go in there and say, "This is what we want to mm-hmm. do," and. And you done good. You guys done real good. Thank you so much for
2: joining us. And I won't let Thank our you. audiences know. As always, keep it bluesy, baby. Yeah, they're flicking the lights.
1: Yeah, they are. And we didn't even microwave any time peeps yet. I know. Well, we'll, oh. They'll just go in your Easter basket. <laughs> if you're lucky. But it is time
0: for the last call. Yeah. And uh, let me see. We, we go to, uh, first of all, uh, Andrew, you say we have a, a caller we should go to? Uh, to?
2: Yeah, we got a caller on line five. Okay, okay, so we got a bank
1: of phone calls, but we're going to line five, and I uh, think line five just says it's EB.
0: Uh, EB, uh, hello? 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 E.B.? Hey, hello Am e- I on?
3: Did I get... I, I got through? You, yeah. You,
0: you, you, you got through, E.B. Uh, I have to ask you, what does E.B. stand for? Is that uh, your initials for something?
3: Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm going to go a little incognito there. I don't know. I trusted that guy uh, I talked to earlier, but uh, <laughs> Easter Bunny. Oh, no, Easter Bunny? The Easter
1: Bunny? The yeah, Easter Bunny?
3: Look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I shouldn't even be taking a break now. Uh, I'm a little stressed. There's a, there's a lot to do. I only got a few hours left, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, and I thought, what the heck, you know, taking take, take a little break for a snack wow. here, and uh, I try, I can't believe I got through. Actually, Steve and Johnny, I can't believe it. <laughs> We can't either. Yeah, that we, we can't believe that the Easter Bunny is a
0: fan of the show. I, but I'm surprised you had time to call. I mean, this is kind of a busy weekend and a busy night for you. Yeah.
3: Well, well, well here's the thing. When... Uh you're doing it all yourself. You kind of get to call your own shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, like, not like that other guy. That other guy in December. that has got all the help.
1: Oh, the, the Santa dude. Reindeer. Oh, I see. so you've got no help? Hmm.
3: Now, no, I, no, it's just me. It's I, just, just, just me.
1: Many, many lifetimes ago, I actually saw you. You were sneaking up the back stairs of our apartment building, and when I saw you, all I remember was navy blue shorts and a cool sport coat. That's the last thing I saw as you were sneaking up the back stairs. Are you still wearing the shorts thing in the sport
3: coat? Well, I'll tell you, I got—I I still own them. Uh, <laughs> they don't—they don't look—they don't, look, don't look as good as they used to, Johnny. I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have you moved on to? Jogging pants and sweatshirts now. <laughs>
3: I you know if you don't get caught if nobody sees you and I you, you know it really doesn't matter it's about comfort when you're putting in the miles I'm wait, putting in
1: <laughs> Wait 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 time out you mean you you're just running around sans shorts
3: you know w- w- whatever whatever breeds you know uh, <laughs> if you move move quick enough no one will even know this is true
1: you move pretty I, quick uh, you're right right okay what what is like the number one thing i keep talking about how i brought in peeps tonight so i could share with the class and no one seems to want to have any peeps unless we have fun and microwave them uh you- oh
3: the battles the, the peep battles with the toothpicks yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah so you're just doing the chocolate bunnies and the peeps and the the eggs and that sort of thing in the bathroom? Is that is that basically it? Is there anything new this year? I mean, anything you could share with us?
3: Well, you know, we go back and forth. You know, paper grass. We moved away from the plastic <laughs> and into the paper grass. Oh darn! There's, there's a little. Some people are going back to the plastic. To be honest with you, I don't care. Whatever's lighter, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> whatever makes these baskets just a, a, a little easier to haul around. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, 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 no sleigh for me.
1: <laughs> no slave for you once again, we've hearkened back to the guy from December, so
3: you I don't have to, i i hate to I hate to bring it up but I, to be honest with you i I know chris I've known Chris for a long time, and uh you know in public, jolly old. Elf. Behind the scenes, big diva. Big, big diva. Nothing but complaining. Nothing but complaining.
1: Really? <laughs> you, on the other hand, you just don't bother to complain, yeah, do you, you? you? No. No,
3: no, no. Happy, happy, go lucky, happy, mm. hippity, hop, 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 you know? So, <laughs> well, what not?
0: I've always wondered. I mean, this is obviously, this is your weekend, your day, your season, but what do you do the rest of the year? Are, are, are you making eggs? What, what, what do you, you know, is there anything making, else? Making
3: eggs? Making eggs? This is a big problem. This is a big problem. To be honest with you, a chicken should have this job, making <laughs> eggs. What am I, I, what am I doing delivering eggs? It's embarrassing, if I'm being e- honest with yeah? you. We need the Easter chicken. What am delivering, why am I delivering eggs? I don't know. Get, a, get 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 ah, Get one of the get, get a chicken out there. I don't know. I don't even know how I got this job. To be honest with you, it's a it's a family thing. My father, my father's father. It's it's a it's a. I'll be honest with you. This is not my dream. I wanted to, I wanted, to, I, wanted to, I wanted to I wanted to play, wanted to play guitar. Uh, you know. And
1: I would pay money to see the Easter Bunny play guitar. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, it's tough. It's tough with these paws, you know. I bet. I can get lucky. I can get lucky. I, uh, I, get, I sometimes I can get that right foot uh, going there, and uh, <laughs> uh, you, you,
0: you say uh, your father, your father's father. I have to ask, uh, since you are a, a bunny, do you have a lot of kids?
3: Well, we don't. I don't kiss and sell. You know what I mean. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> that uh, means he's got a lot of. He's got you know, a lot of kids. There,
3: uh, <laughs> maybe maybe some maybe some kids out there, you know. And maybe I know that's... you. I mean, y'all, y'all. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little fanboying right now, to be honest with you. I know y'all are huge Easter fans. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen I've seen some of those decorations. I uh, you see peek in the window. Oh, I'm a wow! Of- You're the one that's been peeking in the window. Wow! Well, well, well. You know, uh, what's the, what's 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 with his, uh You got the you got the trees again this year. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't made it to the old place yet.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We have a tree, and because you rarely make it to our place, I've got my own Easter bunny on the front steps. I've got them all lit up. He's like, you know, five foot tall, and he's wearing blue shorts and a sport coat. I've got this thing about the Easter Bunny wearing blue shorts and a sport coat.
3: <laughs> five, five feet tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it the inflatable? inflatable no, the no, plastic? no, Hang no. Up?
1: No, he's not inflatable. No, he's, You know,
3: because I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the inflatable. Maybe they look either. great at night, but during during the day, they're sad. Uh, you know, it's like melted frosty out there you know yeah
1: <laughs> they're so sad you're
2: right <laughs> so
3: i tell you what hmm. i'll try to get a selfie uh when i swing by your place okay. and uh get you, get you guys get you guys cool. get you guys a picture with 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 me and the understudy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do we want to know that what, what is, is the understudy also going to be the Easter bunny? Is he going to be EB or how is he going to be known? Don't push him,
3: Steve. Uh, well, I was I was I was I was I was referring to your lawn decor in yes. the understudy, you yes. know. Uh, right, okay. Right.
1: So this time next week Next weekend, will you just be chilling out? Will you maybe like going to the beach and
3: just? <laughs> I, of you burning. I, I wish. I wish there's what? no rest for the weary. Why? You know, Why? I don't got a don't got don't got a shop full of elves helping me. It's a full time <laughs> job. The only time people think about, it, I'll be honest with you, those guys. I don't know if I should say this in the mall. Mm-hmm. It's on me. I got helpers. I got helpers. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, I, can, I can't be out there for the photos. I, I, I got. I got. I got real stuff to do. I'm in management. You understand? Can
1: I just say um, that some of those guys in the shopping centers are really scary. They got scared. You know, they are. Dead, their eyes are dead.
3: The, dead eyes. Dead eyes. Yeah. That's, you know, it never used to. Be, it never used to be that way. But really? they're cutting and you know some of these 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 dead eyed guys out there are giving us a bum rap. Some some of the kids we don't even we try not to be angry around the kids anymore. They, uh, they yeah. some of them are scared of us.
1: Well, you know, I think you it's know, become a requirement I, to get your picture taken, and your kids got to be screaming like, ah! Yeah.
3: "Who is this character?" Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we yeah. how we got that. Yeah, uh, it's not the way it used to be. It's not the way it was for my father, my father's father. I I just feel right. like it's. I feel like it's changing. You Eb know? nothing.
1: Uh, Eb nothing's the way it used to be. I mean, even even chocolate bunnies now. You know, you got to be careful. You get a chocolate bunny. You think it's going to be a solid chocolate bunny? I'm sorry, but you are really you're doing a number on us. I bite into it and it's hollow, and I paid you know big money for the stupid bunny. Makes hey, me angry. Proper,
3: lab- proper, proper labeling is important. You know. You know that, that that's that's not on me. We got a whole separate packaging department. You know we're, you know I'm handcrafting this stuff. I'm doing the delivery, but I've got to get someone else do the packaging. So if they're mislabeling, that's not on me.
1: Okay. Send an
3: email, but 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 not to me. We've got someone else that handles that. Okay. Thank goodness. If I was taking complaints all year long. <laughs> I never get anything. done. You know, oh my! Look at the time here. I don't know. I'm don't know. know how i going to get all this delivered. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, I, 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 we we thank you
0: so much for for calling yeah, in, Eb. But we you're know our you've got a, a busy schedule. Yeah. So uh, be good, be good well, this, to
3: this us. This has been the highlight. This is this has been the highlight of the wow. day. I'll be honest. Wow. With you. My, feet, my feet, my feet are hurt. My feet are hurting. Uh, if you know how many steps I got in just just in the last week alone, you know. I but, bet. But hey, you know it's the, it's the gig, you know. Yeah. It's the gig. You do what you got to do.
1: Well, ha- ha- happy Easter. Happy Easter, E.B. Or is and, it
0: and, Easter? And, happy Easter? Uh, happy Easter.
3: Uh, happy Easter. Yeah. plenty, <laughs> plenty. funny. funny, funny. <laughs> big, big fan, big fan of the show. I'm, I'm honored to be on it. Don't don't let don't let me be a downer. Uh, I'm just a little stressed with all the work i got to do. But y'all, y'all have a happy Easter, and uh, <laughs> I'm super excited I got through to you. Thank you, E.B. Okay, well, uh,
0: Good
1: night. Thank you, a hug. E.B. Yeah.
0: Uh, that was the uh, Easter bunny. Wow. Uh, and, uh, I'm glad
1: he took a break, but now I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... Oh, it... oh, well,
0: that, that, of course, there is only one way to end this show. By the way, we should mention this is the last of our short shows beginning next week. Like it or not, you're going to have five full hours of us
1: (laughs) from (laughs) nine till two. For the You've been warned. For the foreseeable future, right? Yes.
0: Oh, and, and we should mention next week, uh, among our guests will be the Empty Pockets will be in studio with us. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk cars with Tom Appel. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, uh, we're out of here. Uh, have a happy Easter. The, um, or a happy, Easter. The, happy, the, Easter. happy Easter. Yes. Uh, the yeah. news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.